Welcome and thanks for tuning in. While you listen to this podcast and think about the topics that we'll explore, remember, the areas you're moving into are always most important. Plan well and move to protect others and yourself. That's how you deliver flawless service and move America safely. So enjoy life and enjoy this podcast. episode of Keeping It Rail. Today we have a special guest for me. Jessica Johnson was my fleet manager at one point years ago. Today she has a new role here at Rail. She is working in customer service mm-hmm. for the flatbed team. So introduce yourself to us, Jessica, and tell us what you do here. Yeah, so I'm Jessica. I spent four and a half years here as a fleet manager, as you know, in our curtain side division, and recently transitioned to a CSR role in our flatbed Chicago market. So really, I'm in charge of booking our flatbed Chicago freight, um, Chicago curtain side freight, really, and, you know, dealing with customer problems, um, driver needs more information about a load, anything like that. I'm the go-to person for that. Hopefully not a lot of customer problems. Yes, not a lot, thankfully. It actually runs pretty smoothly. So I like the customers. You know, I like the freight area. Um, it's really diverse. Um, there's a lot of freight to go around, which is good in the Chicago market. So yeah, overall, it's been a really good transition. Jessica, here at Rail, do we keep our drivers moving? So our number one goal is pre-planning drivers before they're empty. That's a huge focus. That's always what we strive for. We want those drivers to know their next plan before they're even empty. Um, And that's really where, you know, customer service comes in with, you know, we're bidding on loads, we're soliciting freight, we're always trying to get more freight to keep all of our drivers moving. That's the end goal. Yeah. And uh, from what you experience as a customer service representative, Mm -hmm. We do pretty good at that. Do we do pretty good at keeping them moving? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I can speak mainly for the flatbed division, you know, really, because that's my background. Um, but yes, absolutely. I think we do a great job of keeping drivers moving. It's rare um, that I see drivers sitting without a pre-plan on them to get them moving for sure. So what can a driver do to make your job easier? Obviously, we want to work on that relationship with Mm -hmm. the customer. So what are some things that we should be telling drivers when they get to a customer? Right. So, I mean, as you know, I'm huge on communication. Um, Timely communication is essential as a driver. You know, if, if a driver gets to a customer and they're waiting around, you know, they're not being told anything, which happens sometimes, just picking up the phone right away and letting your fleet manager know that gets the communication going quickly and will reach a solution much sooner than if a driver waits to kind of see what happens. Um, So timely communication, um, trip planning is the other essential piece. Knowing where you're going, you know, looking at that routing ahead of time, looking at 
load comments. You might have to read ship advisor comments if it's a customer that maybe you've never been to or haven't been in a while just to kind of refresh your memory. And that is a resource that is, you know, essential for a driver to be successful is to know how to do a really good trip plan. And those load comments and notes that you're referring to, they're all right there on the workflow, right? Yep, for sure. And a lot of those are put in by customer service to help drivers with some of that information. Okay. For anybody listening that doesn't know, um, what drivers have in their truck is a personal computer and a workflow is the form that gets sent to them when they get a load. And it's it's, it's a fantastic tool. You start at the top and work your way down step by step. It, it, it helps the driver keep track of what he's doing now and what he's doing next, and it helps you do your trip planning and stuff. You know, we're constantly updating dock hours so that the workflow shows accurate and correct information for the drivers. They know, you know, when they need to pick up or deliver by. And then, yes, we're setting those appointments ahead of time for pickup or delivery getting the orders updated so that by the time, you know, the planners put a load on the driver, that driver knows exactly what they need to be doing. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And if a driver runs into a situation where they're going to be late for mm-hmm. whatever reason, what should they do? Immediately call their fleet manager. Um, whether it's calling or sending in a message, you know, if they're not driving, um, just communicating right away that they're going to be late. Customers are much more receptive when we communicate early versus late, for sure. I think anybody, anybody yes, is. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Leave them hanging, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not good. And there's other companies out there mm-hmm. that do what we do. Mm-hmm. So we leave people hanging. Those other companies are going to get our business. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we work hard to to build a rapport with our customers and to establish those relationships. So we want to make sure that we are being as respectful as we can to them by communicating any delays early. Great. Mm-hmm. Why should these customers out there choose rail to move their stuff? Because our on-time service is impeccable and we have great communication. I think our drivers just do a really fantastic job overall um, of trip planning. Our, you know, our training is really great for drivers um, so they know what they need to be successful when they get out on the road by themselves. And you know, our fleet managers too, I mean, we're all awesome, but <laughs> our fleet managers, you know, we, we really care about the drivers and, you know, in customer service, we care about the drivers too. So I think that's really what it boils down to is that we care about our driver's success and we care enough, you know, to want to continue building those relationships with our customers and to providing on-time service in a safe way. I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. I have been here, I think, 10 years now. And the reason why I stay is because people seem to care. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great team. You're not a you're not a strictly a number. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of when I'm on the phone with the driver asking them what their truck number is just mm-hmm. simply because it's easier to type it the is, numbers yeah. <laughs> than it is to type their letter code. Um, but you're not a number. I care when I have a driver on the phone, I care about what they have going on at home. I care mm-hmm. uh, if they need to be home at a certain day. I I go out of my way to get it there. I work with you guys to get the right freight to get them there. Mm-hmm. 
Just out of curiosity, speaking of freight, since you're on the flatbed side, curtain curtain side, mm-hmm. what kind of freight are you guys hauling around? A lot of steel lately. A lot of steel. Yep, a lot of steel, a lot of steel bars, um, steel beams, a lot of coils, and lumber is another huge one for us. Um, we have a lot of really big lumber customers, a lot of doors, <laughs> stuff like that. And these require load securement. Mm-hmm. The driver has to send in send in pictures of the load securement. If, if things haven't changed since I've been there mm-hmm. during their first six months, is it? Yes. Six um, months, they have to send it on every load. Correct. And then others was just you know, certain loads like those coils where they yep. where they can be extremely dangerous, then you had to send in a picture, right? Yep, correct. There are a set, you know, set commodities. They will always require securement photos for every driver across the board. But yes, for newer drivers, I believe it's six months securement photos on every load. When I first started on curtain side, mm-hmm. being a new driver to that, I was I was rather like, why do I got to take pictures of everything? <laughs> I've driven forever, you know, but I came from a different fleet and I had never done that securement. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that whoever was looking at these pictures on the other end kept me straight. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a really good safety feature. It's, it's, it, I'm not sure how to word this, but it's, uh, it's to protect the driver as well as the product and as well as the motoring public Mm -hmm. because if this stuff is not secured right that curtain on the side of the trailer is not going to hold that steel coil on that trailer and with technology it's an easy thing to do take a picture send it in mm -hmm. communication simple and it's it's just one little step so yeah and it's just nice to even sometimes to get a second set of eyes on it you know nobody is perfect we all miss things sometimes so getting that second you know, set of eyes on what that securement looks like can be really helpful. Going back to, you know, us getting the freight, Mm -hmm. maintaining customer relationships, it keeps everything in place, right? All this freight that we get in by building those good relationships. So I just, I just want to throw that out there. And uh, just so drivers that are listening, our, our, our drivers that are listening, you know, know the importance of doing a good job for our customers, uh, not just, you know, going through the motions mm-hmm. uh, and just thinking, oh, I'll just go drive somewhere else if we lose freight, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of mindset. Yeah. So it's we've got a good thing going here at Rail. We've got a good, awesome maintenance team that is quick. And uh, Chris Anderson uh, and his crew that helps drivers if there's uh, any problems out on the road mm-hmm. and gets them moving quickly. We've got the support. You know, you were a fleet manager once, now you're customer service. Mm-hmm. We've got good training, really good training, and our Safe 7, the railway, family-owned company, kind of small feel, but yet big, pretty big company. We, yeah. You know, we can, we can bring drivers in. Mm-hmm. A lot of small companies with the feel that we have, I hear from drivers that it's hard to get in those places. Yeah, for so sure. So we're a place that you can get in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we have high standards, but we do. You, you can get in here and have that small company feel mm-hmm. and have all that good stuff. We just have to maintain that by taking care of our customers and moving their freight well and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, a big thing is that our drivers represent rail 24-7 when you're on the road. If you're at a truck stop, if you're at a customer, you are representing rail. And we want to, um, you know, project what we are, which is a professional company 
Um, we care about our drivers. We keep our drivers moving. So just keeping that in mind, you know, everyone gets frustrated sometimes. Things happen at customers. Something, you know, might go wrong. It happens sometimes. And maintaining your composure and, you know, still maintaining that level of professionalism that we expect from our drivers is going to be really important. And while they're maneuvering, and Jason, you can attest to this, you're a driver. While you're maneuvering, you just want to take your time, right? And you want to do things and just you want to know what's happening and you want to take it easy and nice, and, and right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially at these places that you're sending them. Mm-hmm. There's overhead stuff to watch for, too. Uh, yeah, that was that was the, that was the big change for me when I switched from reefer over to curtain side. I was going to these places where they have big winches and 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 loaders, overhead loaders and stuff. And it was like I got to watch up too now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just that awareness. You just you be aware and take it easy and yeah, know what's happening. Job. Take your time. You know, Mitch always likes to say you know, slow is fast in in this industry. If you take your time and you, you know, trip plan, um, assess and assure all that good stuff, you're much less likely to have an, an accident or, you know, to have damaged equipment, whatever it may be. Just error in general. Mm-hmm, and when we, sure. when we error out, then it's way back to mm-hmm. wherever the beginning of that error and then plus mm-hmm. some time and you just wasted, yeah. Well, yeah, and it's funny, you know, I used to get calls, you know, from drivers if, you know, something had gone wrong. And so many times I would hear, you know, I was in a rush and I was in a hurry and I missed a step. And that's where it's just really important to remember what we teach our drivers when they first come to us. You know, slow down, take your time, assess and assure all that. That's enough about work. (laughs) (laughs) Who Who is Jessica Johnson when you are not at rail? Well, I'm originally from Wausau, so I spend a lot of time there. Um, Most of my weekends I spend there still. Um, I moved to Marshfield about three years ago now. Um, I didn't want to do the commute. (laughs) And I do. I love this town. Like, I love it here. It reminds me a lot of Wausau. Um, So I either go there. Um, I like to go up to Manaqua up north a lot. You know, my parents live up there. Um, So I spend a lot of time up north. Um, In the summer, we do a lot of camping. Um, In the winter, I love to go downhill skiing. My brother just got into skiing. So (laughs) him and I like to go do that on the weekends. So Granite Peak? Yes. Yep. We go to Granite Peak a lot. As many times as I've been there. I have never seen you there. I think you're pulling my life. Well, you guys are all bundled up. You're all undercover. Yeah, you wouldn't recognize me. (laughs) It's cold. (laughs) I mean, in my spare time, really, I'm a big reader. I love to read. Really? Um, What do you read? What's, What's the most recent book? The most recent book I read was actually Matthew Perry's um, Biography. Um, Matthew Perry, the was, actor? Yeah, Chandler Bing on oh, Friends. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he wrote... Um, the Whole Nine Yards? He w- was, was he in The Whole Nine yes, Yards? Yes, yes, he was, you're right. Yeah, um, but I actually just read his autobiography, um, and it was really good. So I'm, I'm kind of into that genre right now. So you like the real? Like- I do, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a biography type. I'm a, I'm a history nerd. I loved um, history in school. Historical historical fictions are my kind of thing. Where okay. you, where you, a twist. 
well, it's not reality into the fiction. It's, it's not really. <laughs> it's a real situation. Like this event happened in history, but they put imaginary characters in it. So Made can, for TV, oh, okay. so you can kind of get a feel of what they were thinking and yeah. doing at the time. So I I enjoy that. That's cool. It's, it's entertaining, and you learn something at the time. Yeah, you do kind of gotta purse out the made up parts yeah. versus the real parts you know because right. one guy cannot do all this stuff yeah <laughs> it sounds like uh the movie uh kingsman the kingsman you know what i'm talking about i don't I know i have not seen the, the movie, movie but i have heard of it yeah so that might be up your alley as far as Check the story out. yeah anything's possible it's like world war two world war one world war yeah world war like kind of rasputin and sure Ooh. all that stuff and the twist the movie twist and some of it's kind of like realistic. Some of it's kind of like movie, you know. I have to put that on my list. I'm afraid to get off on a movie discussion with this guy because <laughs> I've, I've heard some of the other podcasts he's done, and these guys watch some strange stuff. I love <laughs> movies. Yes, I watch a lot of movies too. Actually, I have a list. It's so long of movies that I want to watch. So you just... got a hands down favorite? Hands down favorite movie: The Shawshank Redemption. Oh. Great it's movie. a good movie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Great movie. My favorite. I will never get sick of it. I'm afraid to admit, mine is Blazing Saddles. I can't. I, <laughs> <laughs> I won't judge you. <laughs> now that's, uh, who's the director? Who's the creator? Mel. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, yeah. They took Blazing Saddles and they edited it for television. It's going to air from uh, 701 till 705. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Mel Brooks's new stuff on Hulu? I think it is. I have not. Ooh. Yeah. So, any big plans for the near future? I actually might go to the Gary Terminal for a day or two. Oh yeah. Yeah, to see all of our teammates there. So that'll be fun. I love going to Chicago. I've I've been trying to talk my boss into letting me take a field trip like that too. <laughs> we have we have teammate in Chicago. I keep. I keep telling her that I need to go down to the Chicago terminal and work mm-hmm. with David for a day. <laughs> I don't know if she'll I don't know if she's gonna buy it, but you know, I'm, I keep hoping. So <laughs> yeah, we could take there. the podcast down there and interview somebody down there in Gary. Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. You excuse. could add that to there the to do to the why I should go. <laughs> yeah, list. there you go. There you go. Yeah, I haven't been to the Gary terminal since I first got hired and you know, we did the the ride along for a week with a driver down there. That's right. That's something else we forgot to mention. Mm -hmm. Every fleet manager that works here goes out with a driver. So the fleet manager is aware of what goes on on the road. Obviously, they're not doing the job and they're not out there for weeks at a time. But They're sleeping in the top bunk? Well, they used to. I don't know if they still do that. I think they send them out with a day cab now. Yeah, we go out with locals. Uh, But they used to do that because when I was a driver trainer, I had to take fleet managers with me out on the road. That sounds way better. They would come with me for a week. That sounds way better. I think I, like, just missed the cutoff for that, honestly, when Mm -hmm. they started changing it. They would come with us for a week. I I think they just go out with the home dailies now. Yeah. but they do have some kind of an idea of what goes on out on the road. Yeah, it's a good experience for us to see – you know, the day-to-day, see what it looks like when a driver gets a workflow in their truck and all that little stuff. So, yeah, we do know, you know, generally <laughs> what the day-to-day looks like. Okay. So did you have any more uh, – did you come up with any new survey questions? I didn't. What oh. do you think, Jessica? What's, like, a interesting question we can start asking our we, guests? We had an old survey question. Mm-hmm. It was ketchup on a hot dog or not. Oh, my gosh. You know. No, that was Michael's thing, though. So we want to we want to <laughs> we want to come up with something different. So 
Trying to come up with something weird. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of bad at coming up with questions on the spot, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> What's what, what would you ask somebody in this industry? Dinner party. If you could have who like three people, if you had a dinner party, alive or dead. And she's terrible at coming up with things. <laughs> I think that's great. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and that was actually on one that I just listened to. I think to. that's fantastic. <laughs> Can we uh, take that from that show? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They don't own the question. So who would you have at your dinner party? <laughs> oh, goodness. Patrick Swayze, for sure. I love Patrick Swayze. Like Dirty Dancing Patrick Swayze? Yes. Only Dirty Dancing Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Not the birdcage one? No. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Him, for sure. Um, I would love to have... Oh, Dolly Parton's a big one, too. I love Dolly. It might be just because I was just talking about him, but I think Matthew Perry would be really cool because I'm like a diehard Friends fan. Um, it's my comfort show, so I would love to have those three. I think. Nice. What about you? That is a great question. Yeah. I would go. I would go musicians all the way. I be, figured. <laughs> because I'm a bit of a musician. You are. Willie Nelson would be Ooh, right at the end of the one. table. That he would be right there. I've actually had the opportunity to meet him. And really, he was the nicest guy I've ever met. In my I believe life. that. But I would, I would sit and talk to him for hours. And of course, Chris Stapleton. Is, oh my gosh! Thank you for saying that. Is, I love him. <laughs> he is just on top of the world right now, and he I is. would just love to hear his take on things. And as far as the third one, I think I would go with BB King. Oh, okay. For that third one. All right. Because I would love to, I would love to hear BB and Willie Nelson and yeah. Chris Stapleton swapping stories. Yeah, back and forth. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that mix. What about of people. you, Travis? Yeah. I would definitely have Donald Trump at my dinner okay, party. Okay. Yeah. Love it. I would. Totally I also. Dig that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Second guest would be controversial talk show host Alex Jones. And my third guest would be Adam Back, one of the guys who laid the groundwork for what is now known as Bitcoin. That'd be cool. So that imaginary money that you invest in? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just as imaginary as all other money. I guess except for gold and silver and things like that. I don't know how any of that works, but I find it so interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And from what I understand of it, is it's a ledger of past transactions that is stored on many different nodes, securely stored on many different nodes. So people can compare nodes to make sure they have the correct data uh, of historic transactions. The history's right. It doesn't get stored in a central location that can be easily manipulated by whoever controls that central location. And that's just the currency uh, aspect of Bitcoin. Then there's layers on top of Bitcoin or there's other systems. Uh, the Web3, so it's uh, you know compressed data to a point where a lot of stuff can be happening uh, quickly uh, all at once. So mass multiplayer games, things like that. It's, it's awesome stuff coming up. But anyway, we got to get Jessica back to work. I think so too. Thank you for joining us, Jessica. Come back again sometime. We would love to hear it. You get some fascinating customer service news. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell us how that goes. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Read some more good books. I yeah. for sure will. I'll report back, don't worry. Right on. <laughs> I highly recommend The Outlander if you haven't read it. Ooh, okay. The Diana Gabaldon one, not the not the crazy guy that chops people's heads <laughs> off. Um, Diana Gabaldon, they made a movie about it. Um, it's on Showtime or something. Okay. But 
the movie or the TV series that they made, while it's good, mm-hmm. obviously the book is 10,000 times better. Of course, it always so. is. Is the movie the same name? Yeah. Okay. It's a TV series. It's Outlander on Stars, I think. Yeah, I've heard of that. I have it heard of it too, yeah. It's it's so like time travel. Never seen yeah. it. Though. Okay, yep, I yeah. have heard of that. Yeah, I think it might be on my list actually. <laughs> it's really, really good. Um I just got the newest one. There's like eight or nine books in the series. Okay. And I just got the newest one and I haven't sat down to read it yet. I'm just mm-hmm. dying to do so. <laughs> so. Well, hopefully you'll get a chance to soon. Yeah. All right. Close us off. Send our people, our listeners off. (laughs) Send them off with some good vibes. Good vibes? I didn't bring my guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Vocal vibes. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, Let's keep it safe out there and drive the railway. Thank you. Thanks, Jessica. All right. That's a wrap.